Welcome to the Scorpio Wood Podcast. This is your host, JC. So in the last episodes, and in the episodes leading up to this one, we have been talking about the Twin Flame journey. And during the Twin Flame journey, it, it's still a very, it, it's a very difficult journey for a lot of people. So a lot of people are, you know, not able to accept that Twin Flame up and down dynamics, the runner chaser situation. And in the last episode, we kind of discussed all the stuff that led up to the first separation. I forgot to also mention in the first episode, in that last episode, that the universe is like wanted us to separate at that moment. And it made it difficult to see each other as well. On top of everything that culminated into that snowball effect, um, everything was also the universe forced its hand on both of us. Um, so, you know, I, I told you that I used to go visit the club she wor- used to work at. Um, so when when the separation happened, right before the separation happened, she got into a little trouble uh, with another with a customer. Her she got fired. And she ended up going to another club in another, like, you know, it's a DFW area. So it's like a, it's like a whole Metroplex area. It's like two cities. It's actually like three cities combined into one big one. But it was probably like 45 minutes to an hour away from where I usually go to go see her. So that also happened with, you know, the situation at the same time. So I didn't, you know, not on top of like all the everything that led up to it. Also, the distance was also the factor. I couldn't drive up to to the, the the Dallas area to see her every night like I used to in the Fort Worth area because I was working in Fort Worth, downtown Fort Worth to be exact. So as things kind of moved on, um, so that's kind of like the, the the one thing I was I forgot to mention in the last video, or I'm sorry, in podcasts. And um, it kind of led to this this episode being more about feeling, you know, the fur, that, that emptiness you feel when you first uh, go into separation with your person, with your twin flame, and everything that culminates from that, you know, what do you do once you're you're in separation with your twin flame? What what kind of goes on through your head? And you know, it's 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 crazy because there's a lot of stuff that ends up happening to you, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, it just happens all of a sudden. And I'm just going to kind of go through the stuff. And I'm going to probably title this episode called Filling in the Void. Uh, this episode is going to be called Filling in the Void because you really, when you go in separation with your twin flame, you're, you are trying to fill the vo- void with something else. Because that's a big hole to leave in someone's soul. Because it's your other half of your soul. And you just found that soul, that other half. And to be taken away, it's like missing that half again. But now with a stronger tie because you've already felt how it's like to be in that in that energy in that union with that person so and again you know not all twin flame relationships end up in romantic relationships i'm just letting you guys know that um from my point of view this is a friendship you know at this point it's a friendship it's always been a friendship um but it's just the it's that union and recognizing recognition of the soul but we'll eventually get to that in probably in a few episodes or so about it going in romantically, but anyways, back to this, back to the first separation, and back to the filling in the void segment. So, the first separation was very hard because I didn't, I couldn't, you know, we we had to, you know parted ways. She worked in another city. I worked, you know, I worked in one city that she worked in. Further city, like, you know, forty five, fifty minutes away. 
So it's not something I can go and drive and do every night. You know, it's not one of those things that I could have done that. So I kind of just cut it right there with her and she, you know, the same thing. We stopped communicating. And then like we started after a few, after a few, let's just say like a few weeks, it took a couple weeks for it to finally kick in that, that lack, you know, that no communication, that having that person to communicate with and not having them communicate back to you or be able to see them. It starts to it starts to wear and tear on you, so you start to fill in the void a little bit. You start to um, try to fill it in with other activities, and one of the other activities that I started doing um, was um, looking at people on Craigslist. You know, Craigslist was a big thing back before the the whole serial killer thing. Um, so I started talking to random people and talking to them and seeing hanging out with hanging out with a couple of them. Uh, seeing how things go, you know, as as people, as friends, you know, we've, you had, we had the, Craigslist was a big thing back then, um, and we're talking about, what, 10 years ago, less than, a little less than 10 years ago, when it was big, and, and you were, you can get on, you can have personal, you had personal ads on there, uh, so, you know, I started talking to some people, you know, went to some dating sites, and started, you know, like, Meet Me, and, and all these other sites, just meeting people, just talking to the people, because I was trying to fill in that void. I was trying to replace my twin flame. I was trying to replace her and not have to deal with any, you know, with her personally um, and not have to think about her. But the more and more I tried to fill the void, the more and more I kind of knew that it wasn't working. It wasn't working at all. And it, it ended up being where, you know, I met, a, you know, I met uh very interesting very nice people very solid people very friendly people um some of them that ended up you know helping me along the way like soul soulmates you know i had some soulmates join my join my journey and kind of help me along and kind of get make it make my life more enjoyable during separation um i i spent uh i spent a, a teacher uh on craigslist well actually i met her on kick so like i met her on a kick group chat and she kind of told me, you know, the symptoms I was feeling. I was, because after the separation, I was feeling, I was fi- having a lot, a lot of physical symptoms. I had a loss of appetite, you know. Uh, I would try to sleep as much as I possibly could. So I wasn't going out at night. Um, even though I wasn't feeling tired, because I was just, I just finished, you know, I work out and stuff. So I had this full of energy. I was getting headaches, stomach aches, back aches. Uh, lack of motivation like I didn't really want to do anything I just didn't you know I just got through the motions and you know called it a day I went back to my hotel room you know because I was traveling and didn't do anything so you know that was um because remember you know overall the, the twin flame journey they're supposed to motivate you right inspire you drive you towards improvement improvement um and you know you feel empowered when you're with them so, you know, I'm trying to fill in that void. I'm trying to fill in that, phys- you know, with that phys- the physical, the physical symptoms is one thing. Then the emotional symptoms, you know, I, you start feeling like you get all these mood swings and, you know, high energy connections and then confuse it. You know, you confuse it with somebody, your twin flame, um, the anger, the resentment towards your twin. It's like, why did they do that? Why did they, you know? they leave you. Why did they have to do what they did? What did they say? What could I have done differently? You know, all that stuff, all the emotional feeling. And and it starts to bubble up to the surface. It really does with the feelings of abandonment, loss and longing, uh, 
feeling that you're incomplete without them. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to, like, it doesn't mean that you're, you're ready to move on from your Twin Flame, uh, from your Twin Flame, but it just feels like it's just part of that process, that natural process of grieving that person being gone. Not, not physically gone, but, like, spiritually and, you know, emotionally gone from your life. Um, so, and then some of the spiritual symptoms that I started, like I had a spike in dreams. I was seeing her in my dreams. Um, you know, I didn't keep a journal, but I kind of, kind of knew I would have the dream and tell somebody and they kind of regurgitated. It's like, I remember you had that dream. So whenever you're in the process, I would probably recommend doing a dream journal of separation. So you kind of write down everything that's going on in your dreams. Um, it's also the, the, you know, with also the thing with like kind of figured out, it's like, this is where the, this is filling the void. I kind of figure out who she really was to me. And it came from that person that I met on kick. Um, uh, she told me everything about the twin flame journey, about the twin flame, um, journey of the ups, the runner chaser, the, the, the unatta- unable to unattach to somebody. Cause I, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Scorpio. So by nature, once we once we feel that you're gone out of our lives, we kind of cut you out of our lives. There's no there's no there's no open no door to come back in. Or if you do come back to into your lives, it's not going to be the same as before. But something was different from this relationship. That's what the, that's the thing of it. Something was very different from the whole thing. So this person, this te- she was a teacher in Fort Worth uh, that I met through Kick. She kind of you know we met for 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 dinner one time. And, uh, well, we met for dinner and some drinks later on, but, through, you know, she's been my friend for the past 10 years as well. And she kind of introduced me to the, to the, the theory of, of, uh, Twin Flames. And I didn't know what a Twin Flame was, you know, and this person had just, this person that I met, you know, it just, it made me feel so different than anybody else. It made me question everything. Did I really truly love before? Did I really truly care about anybody before? Uh, without any kind of, it's like, un, you know, uh, what's that called? That word, that's uh, not unrequited love, but it was like a love no matter what, you know? You love them no matter what they did or what they said. And, you know, for me, it's like, I question everything because I question the reasons of why I was, I was so caring for this twin flame the reasons that kept me magnetically attracted to her uh, magnetically spiritually attracted to her spiritually connected to her you know i started feeling things like on, on certain nights um so you know after a few weeks of being in separation and talking to that person i started it opened my eyes to a lot of things it opened up my eyes to a lot of different things because i could i could see you know, a lot of things going on in my life that I really didn't want to continue going that way. And so I wanted to make changes. You know, I start, I wanted to get back in shape. So I started working out and I started doing this. I started doing that. You know, I was trying to fill that missing piece. Fill it. Um, then it got intense because it, like after a few weeks, maybe a month or so, then the, the, that energy started getting intense. And so my friend told me, he's like, you know, that could be, that could be your twin flame being the same reflective of your, of what you're doing or reflect or trying to reflect, you're trying to, you're starting to feel them out more. 
you're starting to feel them as the more and more you separate, the more you feel them and the more you feel them, um, if you allow it to. And I was, it was my, that energy kept on flowing through. So, you know, I felt the, the pain, I felt the pain of separation. I felt the pain of longing for one another. I felt all of that all culminated into one single emotional burst of energy. And it was really, it was really, um, it was really like not beneficial for me because I was like trying to concentrate. I was doing a job for a client there. So my mind would wander. My mind would wander all the time. I would daydream. I would just be thinking of things of, of to do. So when I, you know, the, the Craigslist thing and the kick thing, I started, you know, replying to these women and I started going on dinner dates with them and kind of getting a friendship going with them, like a friendship. I just wanted to have someone to talk to, someone to talk to about this. And I met some very interesting people. Uh, I met, you know, I met uh, uh, a couple of good Fort Worth people. Uh, I don't know what became of them because they kind of like dropped off. They're like help. They, they're soulmates that were help came to help me get me through those moments. You know, like we talked about how the difference of a twin flame soulmate and karmics are. Uh, I kind of had these soulmates help me through this journey, through this difficult time. Um, I would have dinner with them. I would go, you know, they would take me out. We would go out and just have some, uh, go to, somebody introduced me to bingo. I've never been to bingo before. And they, they introduced me to bingo and going out to bingo. Although it was expensive habits, gambling still. But it was, it was, uh, it was something I've never done. It kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things too. Um, but the one person that kept up my, the teacher from Fort Worth, she really opened my eyes on what a twin flame is because she was going, she was going through a similar issue with, uh, someone that she recently met. So we could, we, it was finding, it was having that person to bond with and kind of to figure out what was going on with me and what was going on with her. And we had that, we have those ideas to bounce off of each other. But as the months went on and the months went on, you know, that even that, you know, even these people that I, you met, that I met wasn't filling the void. So what did I do? I tried to drown it out. I tried to drown it out with alcohol. You know, I would go to the bar, go drinking, and I would go there every night. You know, I'd go to the hotel bar at first, um, because, but you know, it was being a little pricey because hotel bars are like almost $8 of, you know, Jack and Coke. And there was a bar down the street that was for a college. It was like a college bar because this is a college, you know, Fort Worth is a college town for the TS, TCE people. So there was a bar called the library that was a block away from the, from the hotel. So I'd go there. I'd go there and have a few drinks on $2 Tuesdays and, and uh, $3 wells and down or crown and jack and coke and down. So I would just, I would just go there and just drown, drown myself, drown myself with uh, liquor because I was trying to forget. You know, there were some people I met there at the bar too. Um, and also, you know, I also had my boss come and join me a couple times and coworkers and stuff like that. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, what am I, you know, it's like, we're, like I'm feeling this, I'm trying to fill the void. I'm trying to drown this, these emotions I have for this person. And nothing was working. Nothing was working. Even had my friends come out, you know, the, the teacher friend come out with me a couple times of drinking and we'd have a blast. We have a blast. And then we, other people that I'd meet and kind of get them all together in a group and just kind of go out and have some drinks and come back and you know, repeat the next day. But after a while, I started getting old and, you know, this, the longing and the hurt really started to, you know, wear its toll on me. And, you know, I just decided to 
to just reach out. You know, it was it was it got to the point where I just had to like find out what was going on, and I ended up going to a concert here in Houston, and the singer was Cheyenne, and he had a song, one of his new songs off his sing, off his album was uh, uh, Madre with Mother Earth. Uh, Theater. In, in those lyrics it said and this is like one of the lyrics the lyrics that the line that was in there that mostly kind of got me to to um turn back around and start looking at the twin flame again and try and hopefully reach out to her is uh, madre tierra which is mother earth and, and one of the lines said and I guess I could probably edit this later and put that in, that little line. But it said about living your life to the fullest. You know, we have to learn to, for, in order in order for us to, to live a full life, we need to be able to learn how to forgive. And that was one thing I was not, you know, the Scorpio was not accustomed to doing. Uh, forgiving was like, no, no, at the bottom of my list, but you know, I had to live. I had to feel that void was been that void has been hurting and hurting, the physical pain, the emotional pain, the spiritual pain. It was hurting me to the core. It was hurting my existence, not knowing what was going on with my twin. I could have I had a sense of feeling because I could feel that longing, and I call it. I kind of call it, you know. I call it something, like I can't really say what what I call it, but um, it's just that detachment. It's like someone, someone tearing your soul out, or that soul trying to leave your body every single chance it gets. Like, go there, go, go there, go there, go there. Um, but I had to learn to forgive. So one of the lessons I had to learn in my twin flame journey is to forgive. Forgive everything that I kind of assume, because... At the same time, you know, when you look at it from the other point of view, you have to think about, like, what did I do? What did, what was it that I did? I She didn't do anything. It was just my insecurities. It's my ego. It's, like, not be that jealousy of not having her, even though she's nothing more than just a friend at this point. You know, it was just not having control of the situation. It Being in a twin flame is, like, for a Scorpio, being in a twin flame relationship is, like, we like to have stuff in control. We like to control things. We like to make sure that things go smoothly and trans, you know transition perfectly. But with a twin flame relationship, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get to that point. I couldn't get to that controlling point where, you know, I cannot you know I can control the situation. It was just out of control because I had so many emotions and so much attraction and uh, so many so many energies going back and forth between the two of us. That I decided, you know, it's like, it's, I can't, you know, I can't handle this void, you know, because after a while, and it took me a while um, to figure this out, because I, I think it was one night when I got super drunk, like really drunk at the bar, and, you know, I was, I think I was flirting with this one girl that came up, and I bought her a drink, and, you know, finding myself that drunk you know, going to the restroom and saying I'll be back and then not coming back because I was that bad. I was that far off. Um, it really left a lot, you know, to think about, you know. And the bartender kind of found me over there and kind of 
told me the girl had left already and was waiting for me to come back, but I never came back. And and he went looking for me and checked on me and made sure I was I drank some water before he walked me back to the hotel. You know, very nice people, very, you know, people that, you know, I, I consider them soulmates too because they helped me through this difficult time as well. You know, really helped me through that. But, you know, it's an eye-opener too. It's like, it was an eye-opener. This is how, it's like, is this how I want to fill this void? Is this how I want to continue going forward doing these things that can give me, like, something can happen to me. Something could happen to me while I'm out in this, in this state. You know, it was a, it was only a block away from the hotel, but still, a lot can happen in a block. It's a city block at night, so, you know, you don't know what can happen to you. The good thing is I wasn't driving, so that's the only good thing about it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's, I you know, I can't imagine me doing, going through that again, but, you know, it happens again with the next separation, too, but, uh, and we'll go into that one sec, sec next, too, so. Yeah, so I kind of listened to that song. I kind of like heard it, you know, heard it many times and over and over and over again. And then I reached out, you know, I reached out and said, hey, how's it going? You know, how you doing? And um, I got that reply. I got the reply back. It's like, hey, you know, uh, hey, hun, how's it going? Uh, she likes to call people hun all the time, so it's like you know, that's one of those things that kind of I kind kind of rub off on me too because now I call people hun, um, uh, females I call them hun, but yeah, I mean it was it was nice having that connection back, and it was it was like nothing ever it's like nothing ever happened. That's the thing with the thing with this girl, is like she accepts she accepted me with open arms, and like nothing ever happened. Like nothing ever happened, you know. That's the, that's the that was the amazing part. Like we could have we had we had I think I feel like we had a fight and we kind of had that growing apart phase. But as friends, you know, we were just friends at the same time. You know, what did I, I think I mentioned that like she didn't show up for a football game um, until halftime, and then also we didn't have a you know we didn't she missed a couple lunches and you know all that stuff. Like there's stuff going on. I had to accept the fact that. She's a single mom. She's a single mom dealing with so many things. Like, what? You know, I have to be accepting of that whole situation because it's you know it's not it's not just her anymore. It's her and her kid. You know, her and you know, then me and with my kids. And so, you know, I'm just kind of just you know amazed that she would just accept me with open arms and and not even not even bring it up, not even bring up why we even fought in the first place, or why we even, or what led up to us separating the first time around, it was just, it was just like, like a pure, like a pure joy of being back to talking status with her, and then she kind of went into telling me everything that led up, like what happened to her at her last job, like why she got fired, the situation that happened, she was sticking up to a girl that was roofied, and she she yelled at a customer that did the roofing uh, on that, on that girl, so, and she gets the short in the sticks, and so she had to go to the the club at Dallas, same same brand and everything. But she went to the one in Dallas, and that's where uh, you know that's where the rest of the story is going to end up because that's where she ends up being. Uh, but you know, there's a lot, there's a couple more stories to tell before we get to the you know to get caught up because there is a lot of stories to tell between me and her. 
But, you know, also, I kind of want to leave this open to other other people that have gone through these separation phases and kind of leave it up to you guys to, like, tell your stories as well. The best way, if you look, listen to the PSA that I left out about how to submit a uh, audio file, and usually I'll, I'll label these with your permission. I'll label these as, as whatever you want to call it, and I'll just call it your story, and I'll just call it... I want to build a community. That's what I'm kind of want to do. Because I know a lot of people go through this painful separation phase, and it's very hard to get through. It's very hard, unless you have people supporting you. Now, you know, in my next separation phase, yeah, you know, I'll talk about the good, you know, union phase again, you know, because this is cycles. It comes and comes and goes in cycles, and you know, I just kind of feel that, you know, there's so much stuff, there's so much emotion, there's so much intensity with these relationships that it's people kind of think call you crazy if you tell somebody that does not know this journey they will call you freaking crazy and you know that's true because they that's what they do they call you crazy they tell you that you're you're out of your mind you should just leave and go and go to the next person and and um not worry about that person other person like i've had friends people tell me people that i'm out on craigslist they're like, I would tell them this because I kind of was like needed to tell it out to someone. I had to vent it. I needed to vent it out to somebody and they would listen to it. And then they would like assume that I'm crazy or, you know, I'm not over it or, you know, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I wasn't over it. But at the same time, I needed a friend. I needed somebody to be there. And I, I did catch, I did find one good friend. Well, actually two good friends. One, one was a dancer that was, a, um, but she was a one. She doesn't really know about the twin flame journey, so it's just more of a uh, somewhat my calling my drinking buddy. But she's she's a drinking buddy that looks out for me, kind of thing. Like if I were to get too drunk, she would help me, you know, or you know, she wouldn't let anything happen to me. It's like she's like her protector, even though she was probably abbreviated more than I was. But we looked out for each other. That's that's the one good thing I have with my good friend, uh, who's the dan- who was a dancer at the same club. Um, but you know. Yeah, so I'm kind of going to leave it at that with the, the reunion. Uh, it is a, it, I call it a reunion because it, it did, you know, once once I've learned to forgive and one of the biggest lesson, lessons that I've learned is to forgive with her, I, I was able to forgive. Uh, I was able to forgive, you know, the waste of my tickets that I spent money on for half a game because, you know, Dallas Cowboy tickets are not very very cheap they're not and you know it's 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 just one of those things that you know i kind of feel that you know that was my pet peeve of like wasting you know not going to a game and watching the full game or the whole experience um so that's kind of where i'm at right now i'm kind of that's where i'm kind of going to leave this episode at uh this is going to be episode 11 so we're past 10. So this is our 11th episode on this podcast. And like I said, I would love to have anybody send their stories to the, to the podcast. I would love to hear, hear your stories. Uh, e- email it to jlobo1978.41 at gmail.com. That would probably give you the best opportunity to tell like a full-length story if you wanted to just tell your... Like, because I know... The voicemail I thought was going to be great, but it only lets you do up to one minute recording. So if you want to send a longer video or a video or 
or something along that line about your twin flame experience, uh, go right ahead. I want to make this a community. I really do. I want to grow this into a community that people can tell their stories. Uh, people can comment, hopefully. And we'll try to keep the comments very positive because I know a lot of people go through this journey. So um, I'll kind of I'll kind of monitor the, the comments that are being made as well, because I want this to be very supportive, very positive, because this is a tough journey. Not a lot of people are built to make this journey. Um, and not, not, not everyone is on this journey because sometimes their twin flames are not even on this earth when they're around, when they're on, when they're living on this earth, and they could have passed on. They could have, they could be 50 years older than them and about to like pass on to the next life. So, you know, this is an agreement. This is a con, this is uh this is that finding that soul recognition. There's like a lot of soul recognition that needs to be made. And I kind of feel that this this journey is very tough. So it's not it's a journey that I don't feel that people should do on their own. I do do not recommend that, even though everybody's on their own timeline. So the thing you know, you could find somebody that's like has hap, had had things happen to them after you did, and be able to advise you on what to do. Um, so that's what I'm kind of building with this community. Also, like also since I'm trying to build this channel, you know, also have a donation. So if you want guys want to make a monthly donation. That'd be, that'd be great to help out the channel. But that's kind of where I'm going to leave everything at. So thank you again for everybody for joining me. Uh, I know it's like a, it's, it's a little downer of a of a segment. But we kind of have to go through that painful experience too. To, and kind of relive it a little bit in order to get it, get it across to everybody. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, this is episode 11. Uh, there wasn't anything very explicit. So I can leave it on like as non-explicit. I did talk about clubs, but I don't say what the kind of clubs. So I'm going to leave it like that. So I'm going to leave it open, not 18 and up, but you know, all this is, should be 18 and up anyway. So thank you all for joining me and y'all have a great day. Bye.